Hello, and welcome to the Passion on Purpose Leaders on Center Stage podcast. I am Steph, and I'm the owner and creative director of Vim. Vim's mission is to showcase the enthusiasm and passion of business leaders nationwide. I cannot wait to have you listen to the show and stick around. At the end, we talk a little bit about how you can be my next guest. All right, guys, we are back with another episode of the Passion on Purpose Leaders on Center Stage podcast. And today, as always, I have another phenomenal leader here with us to talk about their passion and how they intentionally bleed that through their business. Joshua Gillow, owner of Yes Express. Thank you so much for being here. Hi, Steph. Thanks for having me on. Yes, yes. I'm so stoked. Uh, We're going to dive in deep, as we always do, with my hard-hitting question. Are you ready? I am ready. I'm sitting down. You said you were born ready, Joshua. Oh, I'm always born ready. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Then let's do this. (laughs) And I love that you're sitting down. (laughs) What is your why? Oh, my why is uh, I want to leave a legacy. Mm. I want to leave a legacy for my sons, for my family. I want to impact and empower as many human lives as I can on this planet and beyond. And in order to do that, I realized that passion is a major component. And when I first started my journey, I didn't really understand that. So I've I've come through many years of learning that through my journey and to get the skills and things necessary to be able to bring that each day to every venture. Wow. Now that had to take, you even mentioned it, right? That had to take some time to get to that, to come to a head of that, to be like, wow, this is really why I do what I do. Tell me a little bit about the journey to get to where you are today and how how leaving a legacy and recognizing that passion is something not only that you need to have, but that you want to instill others to have in their business. That, that That's huge. How did you kind of get there to get Yes Express going and the other things you're working on? Yeah, so it's, it's a great question. I, around the age of 35, I have two young boys at home and happily married, beautiful wife. And I, I had a problem, Stephanie. When I, when I looked in the mirror, I wasn't happy at the man looking back. Because when you look in a mirror, you can't fake it. Like you honestly know what's going on. We know how much self-talk happens in our head all the time. Heck, we wouldn't be friends with that person in our head, right? So now the question was at 35, is that normal? And if it is normal, I really don't like that anymore. Well, how can I change that? What what would life be like if I looked at myself in the mirror and was like, what's up? (laughs) Right? Like... (laughs) freaking awesome dude like you're doing a great job i'm not from the egotistical side but to truly be happy and proud of the the man that i have become right and at 35 i was not that guy so i i went on a on a journey right i started to realize about that time that life is finite it's not going to last forever and when you're younger you don't think much about that because there's always tomorrow but that's about the time when i started to ask bigger questions and i started to then do some more inner work started to read more books started to you know listen to podcasts all that kind of stuff and then I started to work with experiential uh, events, like going to UPW with Tony Robbins and mm, to do yeah. other uh, many day retreats and to dig deeper into me, right? Because And it seemed like every time I would do one of those events, I would open a new door and I'd be like, holy moly, this is amazing. I didn't know this about myself. And I kept opening doors. It's almost like uh, an advent calendar around Christmas, right? You're <laughs> opening these doors and you get this little piece of chocolate and another door and pretty soon they're all open and you're like, holy moly, now what's possible? Because 
now after the work and it took years, I'm kind of breaking this down simple because I know I don't have that much time here. But <laughs> the reality is that eventually as you open those doors up and you start realizing that true happiness is fulfillment. It's not about yeah. the stuff around you. It's about yeah. the fulfillment you have in your soul. And if you can wire each day with passion and purpose, what better life is there? Mm -hmm. There really is nothing else you could ask for. That's the most amazing part. And then to be able to share that with your family and share that with the people around you and help them get through that same journey as well has been some of the best you know, opportunities and blessings of my life is to be able to do that and help others do the same thing. And it, uh, there's nothing more rewarding to myself than, than that to fulfill my bucket. I love it. One of the themes that I'm very clearly finding in, in the guests that we have on the show is this uh, element of introspection and this moment, whether it's looking in a mirror or finding rock bottom or uh, going through something like a divorce or something, you know, very uh, life shifting, this moment of introspection. My my question to you is what do you guide business owners who don't innately have this introspective thought or moment? What do you coach them as far as how to find that? Is it as simple of an exercise as go look in the mirror and just have a real conversation or what, what, if you do, what would you recommend your um, the clients you work with through the Yes Express and on the show that you, you're, you're a podcast host mm -hmm. also, we didn't mention that, but what would you recommend they do? I recommend, and this comes from my journey as well, and I've done this, we do experiential events now where we climb 14,000 foot mountains and we're heading to the Grand Canyon to climb down the South Rim. Like we do these, these experiential physical things because they're not just metaphorical, they're also physical. We do both. It's the three-day events each time. And I say that because during that process, we actually do the mirror exercise where we'll have participants come up and they'll look square in the mirror in front of everybody and they will tell what's in their heart at that moment and mm -hmm. what they see. Right. And it, what's amazing about that is the fact that when you're standing up there, you could lie. Mm -hmm. You could say the things you say every day to other people. How's, how are you doing? I'm fine. I'm good. Everything's great. Business is great. Yeah. You know, it's bullshit. Yeah. You know, deep down, there's a lot of stuff you got to work on. So I know from my journey that looking in that mirror, I knew, I just said, what if, if life was better, how would it be if I could look in that mirror and be proud of who I saw? And I said, you know, my mission is not over in that realm until I can do that. And what I've found, and this is why any business owner listening should take the time to do this introspection or start to get deeper into themselves is once I started trusting myself, trusting my word, trusting the promises that I finally put in action, the ones that I kept to myself, everything changed. I went from a guy struggling to run one business and hit a million dollars to a guy that runs eight businesses now, multi-millions, and I have more time than I've ever had before. I am more present. I am more, I am happier each yeah. and every day because I do the inner work and, and most don't know this, but I have rituals now. We can get into that too, if you want to, about how you keep this thing moving forward, right? Uh, I was looking around and saying, okay, I want what I see people on TV to have. I want to see what I find my, my uh, coaches, mentors, or other people I look up to, like these, these people I look up, how are they different than me? They still have 24 hours in the day. Right. They all do just like me. So how is it different? How are they using that time differently? And what I realized, the common thread, right? Success leaves clues. So the common thread was the fact that they were disciplined. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, discipline sounds like it sucks, right? It sounds like you're <laughs> to get beat with a whip and you got to do stuff you don't want to do and you got to sweat like crazy and all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, but what yeah. if it doesn't have to be that way? 
Right. So, you know, I read this book. It was called, I think it was called Micro Habits or something. It was a little, you know, unknown book. And it talked about instead of, you know, creating these, these big goals, like everybody wants to put big goals this first of the year. Let's just get in these big goals. I'm going to, you know, run a marathon by the end of the year. I'm going to climb Mount Everest in a year, like all these crazy things. And then three days later, it's like, yeah, it's not going to happen. Right. It's the same cycle over and over again. And what you're feeding yourself is this constant circle of, yeah, I want to do it. No, you're not good enough. Yeah, mm. I want to do it. You're not good enough. And I ran that cycle in my head for many years. Well, I said, well, let's break that cycle. And what this book talked about was instead of setting those gigantic goals, which require complete lifestyle change, and most likely they'll fail. Why not set these itty bitty micro goals? I call them micro rituals now, right? So if you want to read a book, commit to only reading one page a day. Because even if you're sick or you're drunk or you're tired, you can still do that. If yeah. you want to start running and you want to run a marathon, or you want to just run in general so you feel better, commit to running a half a mile or even walking a half a mile. The yeah. hardest part is putting on your shoes, mm -hmm. right? And then all of a sudden you're like, well, half a mile is easy. Let's do a mile. Pretty soon you're yeah. going five. Pretty soon you're running that marathon, but you're only committing to a stupid small amount. Mm -hmm. Right. You can do that through all parts of your life. And that's what I, I set up rituals that I do that every single day. And at the end of the physicality side, I take a cold shower and not because I like cold water. I hate cold water. I hate being cold. But if I'm willing to do those things purposefully each and every day, I'm proving to the universe that no matter what you throw at me, I can handle it. No problem. And ever since I started with those disciplines, I know some of this sounds crazy. You just got to do it. And then you can write to me and tell me it was right. Right. <laughs> I know tons of people that have switched this in their life. And it's incredible how it has absolutely impacted not just their business, their personal life, the, mm -hmm. the, the, the relationship with their spouse, their kids, the, all the way around. They start living life, putting themselves first. And what I mean by that is their mental and their physical health first. Because if you aren't mentally stable or you're not physically fit, you can't serve others at the highest level, right? And whatever level that means for you, it doesn't matter. You don't need to run a marathon for that. The point is, if you don't feel really good inside of yourself, how are you going to give that beautiful goodness to anybody else? Yeah. It starts with you. And it mm -hmm. starts with a discipline of keeping the promises that you make to yourself. You say you're going to do it, you do it. Every time you say you're going to do something you don't, you're taking water out of your bucket of fulfillment. You're like, you're taking it out and you're saying, look, yep, there, there's another example. I, 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 I say all again. You don't know you're doing it subconsciously, but when you do that each and every time, it's like a checklist. You're like, wow, look at that checklist. It's amazing. It's all the stuff I was going to do anyway, but when you write it, when you check it off, it feels good, doesn't it? Right? Yeah. And it's the same thing here, but keeping those promises you make to yourself is the fastest way to gain confidence and to grow in purpose and to get to a point where you can serve more because now you start believing yourself. Yeah. Is the book that you're referencing Atomic Habits? It's not Atomic Habits. There's one okay. called Micro Habits. I read them both. Okay. I yeah. read that one first. That's why I'm referencing it here. Um, yeah. I forget who wrote that. I actually read it on a plane back from, from a, a vacation, but I was like, you know, it was an easy read, but the, the premise was stupid simple. Yeah. And I was like, I well, all right, why not try that? And that was four years ago, five years ago. It's the stupid, simple things that really make them feel achievable. And Absolutely. so that's why I love both. I, I've, I haven't read micro habits, but I have read atomic habits yeah. and, um, similar similar kind of things that you're you're mentioning all that's flooding back like yeah. breaking down tasks or habits into the shortest you know two second actions or two minute actions yeah. um and how all those build up i i absolutely love that so 
this, right, this has all been really huge for you personally. You know, you said you had mentioned struggling to get the one business to the million dollar mark that you were seeking now owner of multiple businesses, thriving businesses. Mm -hmm. Um, at what stage, like go back way before. So you had said earlier, part of your why is to leave a legacy. And Mm -hmm. I've seen a huge trend of that same response with individuals who have children and prior to that, prior to your beautiful wife and your, your children, what what would you have said your why was? And if it was still to leave a legacy, what is your earliest remembrance or moment in life where that was momentous for you? Whether it was three years old, third third grade, you know, high school. Do you can you can you recall anything where what you're doing now kind of stemmed from? Uh, that's that's a that's a very good loaded question. So uh, <laughs> as far as the going back, I I do not remember a time as a child that I said, this is what I want to do. To be honest with you, when I got out of high school, I had no idea what I wanted to do. I just knew that when I was working with clients or I grew up in a garden center, family business, right? And when okay. we were helping people, when I was helping them find a solution, when I was truly helping for my soul, when I lost track of time in free flow state, like when I was just in it, I was happiest. And I said, yeah. how can I create a life where as much as possible is in that free flow state where I lose track of time because I am so just in the work, loving it. Like it's not, it's not work anymore. It's, it's pleasure. You know, I'll work seven days a week if it wasn't for my wife and kids, you know, wanting to do things in the weekends because it's not work to me, to me, it's pleasure. And, and as I grew businesses, I started to get stuck. My first one, especially I started getting stuck in wearing all the hats Mm -hmm. and doing all the stuff like the bookkeeping and having to deal with logistics and having to deal with ordering materials, like all this kind of stuff. And I was like, you know, I, there's certain things I like and there's certain things I can do without. So now it's time to hire somebody to take care of. And those are things that the other person loves to do. So you got to find the right fit, of course, but that lights them up. So you're not giving them your junk. You're giving them opportunities to do Mm -hmm. what they do best, right? Because I'm a visionary. I need a great integrator. Mm -hmm. Who's somebody who can take on this stuff. I can come up with the ideas. Who's going to put wheels under them and push them. Yeah. Right. So that's really where and I didn't know that back in the beginning. Hell, in the beginning, I didn't know why I was. I struggled to understand that. And it's becoming clear on a journey. I thought it was a, okay, you sit down for 15 minutes, you read a book and, you know, a couple of days, whatever. And you're like, okay, I got a why. Good. Next. <laughs> that's not how it happens. Right. Because it constantly keeps evolving. And as you get closer to it, I find that when I get close to that why and I think about it, I become emotional. Then I know I'm getting close. Right. Mm-hmm. It's not just something that's set in stone. It's a feeling too. It's a major feeling. So when I start getting emotional, it's good. And after a while, that emotion sometimes dries up. And I'm like, okay, maybe that's not the one. Let's keep yeah. moving. So it's been a journey. It's been a self-discovery. And I keep doing more physical feats and climbing mountains and all that stuff because of the quiet and the solitude and the simplicity. But also I get introduced to another version of myself. I get introduced to new parts. When you push yourself to the edge of what you think is possible new doors open and you're like, wait a minute. I didn't know that ever existed. Holy moly. If that's true, is this true? And then next thing you're like, all right, what else can I do to keep self-discovering? It's not just about ego and showing people what you're doing. For me, it's, it's personal. Mm -hmm. I'm going into these things. I trained for American Ninja Warrior for four years because I kept learning things. I kept learning like it. I can go into a whole podcast on that, but the point is that it was (laughs) constantly kept making me uncomfortable. Steph, that's the main thing constantly kept making me uncomfortable. And I found that I learned the most about myself and grew my passion, purpose, and my why stronger, faster when I stayed in that uncomfort zone. Mm-hmm. As soon as I was comfortable again, the brain goes back to, hey, everything's good. We don't need to grow. And as soon as you get out of it, every single bit of that amygdala is pulling you back in. Oh, that could be dangerous. 
that's not good. Let's throw in tons of worry. Let's get all these saboteurs out yelling at you saying you shouldn't be doing this. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you, you start realizing, no, I have control over all the meaning that I wire to anything. Mm -hmm. My subconscious mind doesn't get to tell me what I should think. I get to stop, pause and think, what meaning am I going to wire to what just happened? Is it going to be, woe is me, I'm a victim mm -hmm. again and be completely powerless? Or am I going to take ownership and accountability and realize nobody's coming to save me? Yeah. That this is a learn. What did I learn from this? Because I either succeed or I learn. And trust me, I've learned a lot, <laughs> right? <laughs> Some call it failing. I call it learning. Yeah. And, but without, without the tenacity each and every day as business owners are just human beings to suck at something new. Yeah. To be humble enough to be a kindergartner again. Mm -hmm. Once you get to a point where you're not willing to do that anymore, in my mind, you start to die mm -hmm. internally. Your mission is now complete. Okay, now what? Nothing. But if you are willing to constantly keep putting yourself into a position where you are the worst at, you know, for instance, this this summer, my my wife and I, we did a, a cattle herding event out in Colorado. She loves horses, grew up in a, in a horse farm. She just loved that stuff. Me, not so much. Like, that's not my thing, right? <laughs> so she'll go out each week and she'll go horseback riding and English horseback riding, different saddles I learned. But anyway, and she loves doing that. So we went two years ago to a, a ranch out in Colorado and we had a great time. Like that was my first real time on horses, like for an extended period of time. And I'm like, this is at the end, we both looked at each other and I started crying because it was like, it was so emotional and so beautiful for us to have shared that. Cause I know that it's something so personal to her and something I could experience with her. It was amazing. So we said they had this thing where you can do cattle herding. So you come back out, um, in the fall and you actually go out on different ranches that are tens of thousands of acres and you help bring all the cattle in. And I'm like, Oh boy. <laughs> I'm like, I've been, you know, for a little bit of, of poking around, we did for a week on the farm. It was cool. But I'm like, this is like work. This is different. So I said, am I going to want to be the one? Because every other person in there has been on horses their whole life. Like I'm the only one that hasn't. But am I going to stay home while my wife has this experience that I could experience with her and enjoy with her? Uh, or am I going to stay home because it wasn't something that I do? This isn't me. This is, that's your thing. Mm -hmm. So I said, no, I'm a, I have no problem being the one that is the least experienced sucking at something new. But I'm not going to go in completely un you know, un, unarmed, if you will. So I started training before I left. I went and started taking horseback riding lessons in my area here. I took about seven or eight weeks of horseback riding lessons, enough to make me dangerous. That's it. Stay on top. <laughs> That's it. Right. And I was like, cool. All right. I learned the horse has different gears, right? We have, we have walk, we have trot, we have canter. So it has three speeds. I just got to figure out how to get them in and out of it. That's all right. And hold on. But anyway, trained for the thing, went out and had an incredible time. Yeah. You know, with my wife and these people and half of them didn't even know that I didn't ride before. Yeah. But it's not because it's not because of anything more than the fact that I don't mind being the guy that sucks at something new because I know eventually I, I will master it, but I need mm -hmm. to start somewhere. So being humble enough to know that you don't know everything and keep, that's why I have multiple businesses. I start like, if I don't know something, I'm like, all right, cool. Let's start a business around it. I will master this thing. Yeah. And that's just how I'm wired. I love that. So then Okay, so there's a lot of themes that I'm pulling from you. Legacy, fulfillment, mm -hmm. true passion, and all of those things through all of the businesses. And even early on when you maybe hadn't noticed with your with the with that uh, you said it was a family garden that you had worked at when you were younger, right? Garden center, yeah. Garden we sold center. plants and fish and all that stuff, yeah. 
Yeah. So I think even, even earlier on, right, this moment of, I love this so much that it doesn't mm -hmm. feel like work was instilled in you, right? And pulling that out. So now how have you bled this, these passion, this fulfillment, this, this desire to help others leave legacy and for yourself to leave a legacy in that way? How have you bled that through the specific services that you offer through Yes Express and the type of clients you're working with through that? Tell me more about that. Yeah. So what I learned, and I didn't know it at the time, but what I, if I look back at it now, what I learned when I was young is that I love to serve. Mm -hmm. Service is one of my love languages, right? It's just to serve other people. And I just find different vehicles to do it in different businesses, if you will, right? Mm -hmm. They just become bigger ways for me to, 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 to create and, and to do the, that service. So, you know, when it comes down to it, it's yeah. Could you ask me that question again? I blew off on that one. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're fine. How have you used passion, fulfillment, okay, okay. and legacy to to make Yes Express? And what is what are the people who are working with you through Yes Express? What are they after? What are the services? And how is how are those three things intentionally driving their success through Yes Express? No, absolutely. So through Yes Express, what I've been able to do is to uh, go back in 25 years of being in business and say, okay, you know, in the beginning when I started, I didn't have a mentor. I thought I could do it all on my own, right? Mm -hmm. I was an island. I'm a man. Nobody needs to, you know, I can do everything. I'll figure it out. I'm like, I got a whole lifetime to figure it out. And what I realized is looking around at people that I admired that they were able to compress decades into days. And the way they did that was by hiring people to teach them stuff. So I started hiring mentors and all that. And that was what really shot my, my, you know, my life experience up quickly. Now with Yes Express, it gives me the opportunity now to share a lot of those stories and to create processes that we did over the years and what allows me to, to own businesses and get an ROI from them and not be in them working every day, right? Mm -hmm. it, all that stuff was not something I learned from my family. That's not something I learned in school. That's something I learned on the streets, right? So I want to be able to help other people through our Yes Express model to be able to get that too. To get out there and figure out, well, you know what? A lot of people in our industry do design build, which means they design a project or whatever. Then they go out and they have their crews build the project, right? It's all in-house. All that's great. I did that for the first 15 years of my life. It was good. But I know that 12 years ago when I started my current practice, uh, Master Plan Outdoor Living, I said, you know what? There's got to be a better way to do this. I love serving people, but I don't like all the crap breaking. I don't like to deal with drunk you know, employees. Like It's just all that stuff. I'm like, I don't want to deal with that. But I want to deal with the service and the 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 client experience. So we went into a design management model, which nobody was doing in our industry at the time. And I'm like, well, I've seen other industries doing this. There's no reason why we can't do it. So I went in doing that. I said, I'm not going to own a hammer. I'm not going to own a truck. Like nothing. We're going to go out and build these amazing spaces. And I'm not going to have to deal with the crews doing it. I'm going to hire other professionals that like to build really cool stuff. And I'm going to I'm going to manage the idea, and they're going to manage the build side. You know, I'll manage them, but they're going to build the thing, right? So that's how it was. So with that being said. Now, after 12 years of perfecting that model, um, you know, now I'm teaching that as well. So I'm teaching people how to make that transformation from the design build side, which is extremely high. There's a lot of intensity that's needed by the owner to be there and be on things to the design manage where it's a lot less. So you can make a hell of a lot more money in a lot less time and you can do it with a lot less stress. So how can we help our industry? I want to help the industry become more professional and be able to make more money doing what they do. They work way too hard. Yeah, for the little bit they get to take home. So how can we be part of that conversation? So we do that through communication. We have an entire uh, sales program to how to communicate with clients. Because if you're doing $2,000 projects today, that's one conversation. But if you want to be doing 20, 
thousand or two hundred thousand dollar projects in the future, that's a very different conversation. You need to know how to communicate. You need to know how to understand from their point of view. You need to understand how to build solid rapport, like all the way through. So we teach that in the platform as well. So how to make the transition, how to how to have a conversation with your clients, and also how to design those spaces too. So it's a sales design and uh, business model coaching program. Yeah. I think what I love the most about it is you can be very passionate. And I know in your space, the outdoor living space, which had absolutely bloomed during the last few years of everyone really making home, home and work and living uh, more than we ever had in the past. Um, I love that there's a passion of like, I, I'm a great landscaper. I'm a great designer. I'm a great builder, but that's my lane. And so with Yes Express, what I'm gathering is that you're helping people say, listen, if your expertise is in the design, let's keep you there in that lane. Mm -hmm. And now you're going to say, well, wait a minute, Joshua, I can't just stay in that lane because someone's got to build it. Someone's got to do all these things. And you're really helping people recognize, yes, that's true. But there is a way to do that and keep you in your lane, in your specialty, where you're the most passionate and yeah. where you are going to give the most. That's what I'm picking up that you are helping other people in this space through Yes Express with, correct? That's exactly correct. So you can stay in your passion lane, right? And you can, mm -hmm. the biggest thing of all this, you know, the last thing we want to do is build big businesses and then feel regret for all mm -hmm. the years we stole from our family. Mm -hmm. I know that way too well, you know? So it's like, okay, well, you can justify spending all this time building a business. And, but what if you were to take that exact amount of time that you spend trying to build this business, spend it with your family? Mm -hmm. How much different would that be? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what if you didn't have to say no to vacations, especially during a busy time? What if you said, hell yeah, mm -hmm. how many can we go on? I don't need to be here. Yeah. Right. Imagine that. That's to me, that's life. Living life on your terms is the ultimate goal always, right? Where you can say, I want to go here. I want to do this. And that's just what it is. When you add enough passion and you add enough, um, you know, true purpose into your mission and your life's work, the money naturally comes. Yeah, can feel that they're willing to pay for that. But if you're just out there trying to transactionally grab as many projects as you can or focus only on volume, well, then you're going to get the lower hanging fruit. You might do a lot of them, but they're going to suck the juice right out of your soul. Absolutely. Right. So it's just not worth it. So instead of focusing on transactions, focus on transformations. Yes. Oh, my gosh. What a great quote. What a great quote. Instead yeah. of focusing on transactions, focus on transformations. Yep. And that's transformations Joshua of people's Kilo. back. Yeah. For their backyard. <laughs> this is for their lives. Because think yeah. about it. Outdoor living. We're not just creating and putting a patio or a deck in the backyard. No. We're creating space that people are going to create memories in. Yeah. I love when clients send us pictures of, uh, you know, people having a party or a, or a child's birthday. I remember one where uh, a client posted on Facebook and I looked and I was like, Wait, that's, that's one of our backyards. And uh, her daughter was sitting there as her future husband was proposing to her on the oh. back. It's like, I'm like, that's our project. That is just so cool. Right. But obviously they could have done it somewhere else, but they chose this space. Yeah. And there's, there's something so powerful about that. So changing lives, impacting and empowering, it comes in many different ways, whether it's mm -hmm. directly to a person or creating an environment where they can have these, these once in a lifetime experiences. That's the cool part about it. Plus it gets people outside where as humans, we love being outside. Let's yeah. make it as comfortable and as efficient as possible so that we can get out there and enjoy it more. So it feels like an extension of our home, not just a place that we spend a lot of money and that we use three months of the year. I love it. Well, I know listeners are gravitating to, you have just so much great wisdom and self-reflection and introspection and just how to 
master life and business. I feel like master in the sense of recognizing you're always going to keep evolving and learning. And so I think already listeners have gotten a lot of great value from this episode, but I want you to take a moment to kind of talk to who do you serve? Who, if people, if listeners are kind of gravitating to towards you and they're like, okay, well maybe yes express is for me, but I'm not quite sure who exactly is yes express for. And what is a really good way to kind of start working with you? Got it. Perfect question. So, uh, yes, express was designed specifically for landscapers, hardscapers or outdoor living, uh, design build professionals who want to double their revenues with half the time. And I know it sounds insane, but trust me, we can do it. Uh, and it's a matter of just changing how you look at your business and how you approach it. Um, so we actually have a class, we call it the inner circle and, uh, you can come on. We meet once a week as a mastermind. We have companies from around the country that come together and we talk about making this transition from design build to design manage. And whether you decide you want to do 5% of your revenue in design manage work and just hire, let's just say a fence guy, you know, it will teach you how to make that good connection and how to make money with that person. So that adds value to what you're adding value to your client, right? So you add, you can add more services that way without any increase in your overhead and you just you make a you know a margin on that so if that's your focus just to have one piece or you want to go like we have to 100 design manage we can show you that how to do that we do it in a forum so that everyone can listen to other questions and there's always all kinds of questions about how to do this uh, all the stuff that we had to figure out uh, when we made that transition but uh, that's an option if you're interested in that reach out it's only 99 bucks a month we want to make sure everybody can afford it so that they can come in and decide if it's for them if, if somebody listening says i want to try this out come on in and listen have a good time if you don't like it in the first month we give you money back like i'm not i'm not here trying to just gouge people that's not the goal the goal right. is to see if this makes sense for you and see if we can help you on your journey that's the main thing um, and then also you can listen to our podcast. It's outer spaces podcast. It's another great way to reach out or even on Instagram. You can follow me there at, at uh, I am Joshua Gillow. You can find me on Instagram and we just put out a lot of good content there to help people have that conversation with their, with their clients and be able to make more money in less time. That's what it's all about. Right? Yeah. I love it. And you were honestly for four weeks having within four weeks in a month. So $25 a week, if we break mm -hmm. that down to yeah. have people who are specifically going for and working towards the same things you are and have Joshua there as an expert or whomever else is there as an expert. I mean, that to me is a solid, amazing offer. Um, and, and the no commitment, if, if you're not happy with it, I mean, that's a phenomenal offer. So I hope listeners really take advantage and jump on that. Um, I really appreciate everything that you came on and shared today, Joshua. Thank you, Steph, for having me on. And I hope somebody out there listening sees value in what we talked about today and, and decides today's the day to start the rest of your life. Absolutely. I will make sure that we have the website for Yes Express in the show notes so that you guys can go in and, you know, or whatever the right, Joshua and I will make sure we have the right links that you need in the show notes so you guys can take advantage of that offer and learn as much as you need to. Thank you again. I really just, this is such a great conversation. And um, I, I feel like there's about eight books that my mind popped up that I was like, either he's read or he needs to read, or I need to read the ones he's talking about that I'm not <laughs> the ones I'm thinking of. Cause I, uh, I think we have similar brains. So I just have had a fun time chatting with you, Joshua. Thank you. As have I, thank you. All right, guys, until next time. Steph here. Thank you so much for listening to the Passion on Purpose Leaders on Center Stage podcast. If you are a successful business owner and you lead your business with passion, 
we'd love to feature you on our show. We'd love to share with the world what makes your business great and how you have intentionally led passion throughout your business. Also, if you got any value or little tidbits from this episode, please take a minute to screenshot the episode and share it on your favorite social media platform. Be sure to tag us so we can properly thank you and we love deepening our connection with our listeners. We are regularly putting out new episodes to feature leaders such as yourself who lead with passion on purpose. So be sure to subscribe to our show so you don't miss any future episodes. For more episodes, guest information, or details on the show, please visit getvim.com forward slash passion on purpose. That's getvim.com forward slash passion on purpose. Once again, I'm Steph. I'm the owner and creative director at Vim. And thank you for listening to the show.